Welcome and thank you for listening to the CRC podcast brought to you by Pastor Ad Boschel. We believe that God is working across this platform to bring each and every believer revival throughout their entire lives. We hope you are inspired by this week's message. My message, good things happen to those who wait. Isaiah chapter 40 verse 28 to 31, one of my favourite passages in the Bible. Have you not known, have you not heard, the everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth, neither faints nor is weary. His understanding is unsearchable. He gives power to the weak. He anoints those who need a fresh anointing. He anoint my head with fresh oil. And to those who have no might, He increases strength. Even the youth shall faint and be weary, and the young men shall utterly fall, except if you're in CRC, amen. Uh, That's everybody under the age of 85, by the way, young men. But those who wait on the Lord, hallelujah, shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and shall not faint. Good things happen to those who wait. Psalm 130 verse 5. I wait for the Lord, my soul waits, and in His word do I hope. Psalm 62 verse 1. Truly my soul silently waits for God. From Him comes my salvation. My soul waits silently for God alone, for my expectation is from Him. Say amen this morning. Come on. We believe something good is about to happen. We believe that our God is still a God of breakthrough. Our God is still a miracle worker. Come on, our God is still a way maker, a deliverer. He makes a path where there is no path in the midst of the waters in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Psalm 30 verse 20, our soul waits for the Lord for He is our help and our shield. Psalm 39 verse 7, and now Lord, what do I wait for? My hope is in You. I want to talk to you this morning about the principle or the power of waiting on God. Four good things that happen to people who wait on God. To people who spend time in the presence of the Lord. I don't know what you are facing. You may feel hopeless this morning, but I know you are going to leave this place this morning filled by the Holy Ghost and you are going to be filled with hope this morning in Jesus' name because God gives hope where there is no hope. So to wait means, it's a Hebrew word, rava, which means intertwining, to bind together by twisting. Imagine two single ropes. Thank you. This is where many people are. They live disconnected from God. So when we talk about waiting, we talk about living intertwined, not disjointed from God. 1 Corinthians 6 verse 7 of the Bible says, He that is joined to the Lord is one spirit. So we want to talk about this relationship. We want to talk about good things that happen to people that wait, people that are intertwined with God. So that when you look at the rope, you cannot distinguish the one part from the other part. So that you are woven together, totally, spirit and soul and body. Because your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost. 
So, so we want to see the good things that God has for us. We are going to have to live this way and not live separate from God and just have a day of salvation and not understand what it means. Yeah, you see, I'm too intertwined to God. I'm not going to get untwined, if that's an English word like that. We can't live like this. We, 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 we have to understand what waiting means. And we have to understand how to wait. And the obvious answer to is, how do we wait upon God? The answer is, we have to spend time in God's presence. How? In prayer. Listen to me very carefully this morning. Prayer can no longer be an option in your life. Prayer has to become the number one priority of your life. The praying Christian is a powerful Christian. The praying Christian is a victorious Christian. The praying Christian is a knowing Christian. The person who lives intertwined with God, not the person who visits God every now and again. So we want to talk a little bit about prayer this morning and what happens if you are that person that waits on God. Number one, you have to make prayer a priority. Everybody say priority. Yeah, I said that's everybody. That includes you. Say priority. Do you have to make prayer a priority? Oh, there are many things that people prioritize and they don't prioritize prayer. But if we are going to experience what God has for us, we need to make our prayer room, our most important room in our homes. Even Jesus Himself had a place of prayer. He went into the wilderness and oftentimes He would separate Himself from the crowd and He would go into a mountain alone to spend time with His Father. And He would come back from those moments in the presence of God and He would say, I only do the things I see my Father do. I only say the things I hear my father say. That means God knows the future and God wants to reveal it to you. Because Amos chapter 3 verse 7, the Bible says, the Lord God does nothing in the earth unless He first reveals it to His servants, the prophets. So as a prophet in business, it doesn't mean you prophesy, but you are a prophetic generation. Business, medicine, education, politics, ministry, whatever your vocation, God wants to reveal the future to you. God wants to abide with you. God wants to dwell with you. God wants to show you the things to come. Come on. The Bible says, I has not seen or ear heard, neither have entered in the heart of man the things that God prepared for those who love Him, but God has revealed them to us by His Spirit. So, so we have to schedule our prayer time. Many of you are gym goers, but I suggest before you go to gym, you pray. You have to put your, your, your prayer, you have to schedule prayer or it's not going to happen. I mean, doctors, your, 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 your book is full. Your PA is scheduling your book for you like my book is full. I, when people want to see me, I say I have to talk to my PA because I actually don't know where I am from week to week. As um, I have schedules, but I have to schedule my prayer life. And my kids learned this from an early age. When dad is in his office and dad is spending time in prayer, nobody knocks on my door. I don't take a cell phone. I don't switch on a television or a television. I don't take a computer. No distraction. Time alone with God. If you want the benefits of what it is to wait on God. Some of you are tired. You're worn out. It's been a long season. You are facing many battles. I give you that. But my brother, there's one place you are going to recover yourself. And that is in the presence of God. There's one place where you are going to refresh and revive your mind and your emotions. 
that is in the presence of God. Come on, David said, a moment in his presence is better than a thousand years anywhere else. It is but a moment in the presence of God that will revive you and restore you and lift you up. Somebody say amen and give the Lord a shout of praise. Come on. So you need to make your prayer room your most important room. Matthew chapter 6 verse 6, the Bible says, And when you pray, go into your room. And when you've shut the door to those babies, they're in the background, babies being dedicated. Uh, You shut the door to those kids sometimes. Amen. It's okay. They're not going to die. But prayer is your oxygen as a Christian. Dialogue. We're not talking about monologue. I mean, everybody saw the power, the result of Jesus spending time in the presence of the Father. That's why the disciples said, Lord, teach us to pray. They didn't say, teach us to preach. They didn't say, teach us to do business. They said, teach us to pray. And He teaches you how to have a relationship with God that will result into good things in your life. That will sustain you during the difficult trials and tribulations, the seasons where you feel hopeless. It is prayer that sustains you. So pray to your Father who is in the secret place and your Father who sees in secret will reward you openly. That means God's going to answer you as you spend time in God's prayer. Now I know you don't always feel like praying. Do I? No. Do I feel like going to gym every day? Absolutely not. Do I feel like coming to work? Sometimes. Do I always feel like preaching? To tell you the truth, no. But it doesn't matter. Because going to work every day of your life, even when you don't feel like it, results in a paycheck at the end of the month. And I'll tell you, when you spend time in the presence of God, even the times you don't feel like it, you will get the paycheck at the end of the month. Your breakthrough will come. Your victory will come. Your promotion will come. Favor will be released. Um, Grace will be released. God will sustain you. Good things will happen in your life if you will make prayer a priority, not a by the way. So we need a private place. We need a scheduled time or it's not going to happen. How many don't lift up your hands now, okay? I like to see hands lifted up, but some of you are going to be pressurized to lift up your hand. And it's not a good thing because John 8, 44 says we can't lie, okay? So how many of you have a time of prayer? Don't lift up your hand. How many of you have a place of prayer? I'm not saying this to condemn you. We are talking about good things happen to those who wait. And if you ain't waiting, the good things are going to be delaying. Because the Bible says, not by might nor by power, but by the Holy Ghost. You have to understand the importance of prayer. Spending time in the presence of God, waiting on God. And by the way, that word wait is a verb. I had a friend one day, um, is, uh, and really nothing ever happened in his life but he would go sit on his porch and that's a good thing sometimes to sit and listen right we have two ears one mouth but he would say oh I just love to spend time in prayer with God I said what do you do he says I just sit on my porch and I drink coffee and I look over the field there was a farmer and I just enjoy the moment I said it's a little bit more than that because waiting is a verb it's not hard work but it implies action it implies attitude expectation 
anticipation, approaching a living God, expecting conversation, expecting dialogue with a God who's alive. Oh, come on, man. God's not dead. He's alive. Come on. He's not some idol that we serve. He's our heavenly Father. And if you spend time in the presence of God, He will refresh you and He will revive you. So prayer is the most important thing you can do every day. Pray for that rebellious teenager. Pray for your husband. It may seem like nothing is happening, but I'll tell you, God is orchestrating your husband's deliverance. God is orchestrating your breakthrough. God is orchestrating your your freedom, your victory. Just keep on praying. Bad uh, example, going to the gym. You know, all of us that started out in gym many years ago, when you went initially, you felt like nothing's happening. Amen. And uh, I mean, three months later, you, you saw my word. Is this the same woman? Yes, it is. But you put in the action. So if you will pray, things are going to change in your life. Things are going to change in you. Things are going to shift in you because prayer, listen, is a sin killer. Prayer is a power giver. Prayer is a refresher. Prayer is a Holy Ghost filler. Prayer is an obstacle remover. Prayer is a door opener. Prayer is the key that unlocks heaven's resources to manifest in your life. Come on. A a, a praying Christian is a powerful Christian. A praying Christian is a powerful Christian. I want to say this to business people uh, as well. Um, You know, I talk to business people all the time. They have tough decisions to make and they say, Pastor, what do you think? And if there's not a word of wisdom, knowledge that comes upon me, I'm not going to tell them what I think because what I think can lead you in a bad place. I have to tell you, you have to go spend time in the, in the presence of God. And sometimes people say, well, I'm too busy. Hey, hey, you can't be that busy because I saw you on the golf course. I, I heard you were in the pub. I mean, having a, 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 a hamburger. I, I heard that you visited Aunt Sue somewhere. I heard that you went on a vacation, but you're too busy. No, 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 no. Prioritize. Start with 30 minutes a day. Less than that's not going to get you anywhere. 30 minutes a day of, of spending time in God's presence. Just start there up to an hour and then more if you can. If you can go train the body for an hour, you surely can spend time in the spirit for an hour. You can do what is most important and what will reap, it, or, or, yeah, reap eternal rewards. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you this morning? You need to spend time in prayer. Prayer time in the Word. Because without that, you are stopping God from releasing certain blessings in your life. Good things happen to those who wait. Those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They shall walk and not faint. Four good things happen to people who spend time in the presence of God. They shall renew their strength. Supernaturally, by the power of the Holy Ghost, God is going to fulfill your joy. God's going to restore your joy because in His presence is fullness of joy at His right hand of pleasures evermore. You cannot afford not to wait in the presence of God. Listen to me very clearly. Because if you don't wait in God's presence, you will allow the weights of the world to push you down. Like Pastor Arnold who crushed his toe. He was on platform last Sunday and this week he finds out that he crushed his toe. Okay, Arnold, uh, props for you. Uh, Lying there in bed and feeling sorry for yourself. I'm just playing man. So prayer 
is vital um, to, vic- to, to maintain victory and a victorious spirit in your life. Prayer is the only way you abide with God. There's no other way. This is part of abiding because our worship is prayer. Preaching is proclamation to bring you closer to God. That's why you need them both. Your personal relationship and your public worship. Not one or the other. You need both of them. You need the corporate dwelling, the house of God. And you need your private dwelling, monologue or dialogue between you and God. So John 15, 47, Jesus says very clear, he says, abide in me and I in you. Again, be intertwined with me. That's what Jesus says. Give me a rope, please. As the branch, a complete rope. As the branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it, ab- intertwined one, unless it abides in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. These are three people. I want double. He who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit. For without me, you can do nothing. Hey, there's a lot of things you can do and burn out on the way. Okay, it's okay. There's a lot of things you can do and burn out on the way. I'm going to say it again. There's a lot of things you can do and burn out on the way. You can, you can build a business and burn out. You can make money and burn out. You can be a politician and burn out. So Jesus is teaching us a principle. He doesn't say, you can't do anything without me. He says, but if you're going to last, if you're going to flourish for 30, 40, 50, 60 years, if you are going to be a fruit-bearing Christian, a Psalm 1 Christian, there is a condition. You have to abide in me. Unless you abide in me, he who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit. For without me you can do nothing. If anyone does not abide in me, he's cast out as a branch and he's withered. And they gather them and throw them into the fire and they are burned. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, you will ask what you desire and it shall be done for you. The word abide, a Greek, I love this word, meno, not mean o, from the free state, M-E-N-O. It means to remain, to stay to dwell, to cohabitate, to live um, intertwined, amen, twofold, called it's not broken, to reside, to tarry, to stand fast, to stand firm in battle. So abiding, the same as waiting, is an active word. It is a verb. It is something we do. We are, but we remain intertwined by or through prayer through spending time in God's presence. And I'll say it again. I hope you get it, get the picture. Because those who wait on God now, I'm not alone. I'm with God. I'm intertwined with God. I'm unconquerable. Come on, I am victorious. I, I am more than a conqueror. Because when the enemy comes against me, he's not coming against me. He's coming against us. Hallelujah. One believer in God make a majority. Because I don't doubt who God is and God doesn't doubt me. I know God and the people who know their God shall be strong and carry out great exploits because this is where I live. And the only way to live this way, I'm going to say it again and again and again and again, is prayer, 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 prayer. Gebed, 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 gebed. Jy moet bid, 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 bid. Bid of jy voel jy wil bid. Bid of jy voel jy wil nie bid nie. Jy moet opstaan. Jy moet opstaan. Stel jou wekker 30 seconde, nee 30 seconde, 30 minuut vroeger in die ogen. 
Skop jouself uit die bed uit, gaan maak een kopje koffie, laat die keffie in jou bykie wakker skop soos vir my, en dan gaan bid jy, dan alle, as jy nie weet wat om te sê nie, dan sê jy maar net onse vader, wat in die jimmel is, heilig is die naam, jy begin maar daar, dan gaan die heilige geest jou leer, then the Holy Spirit is gonna teach you, you just start the conversation, and the Holy Spirit will help you, how to have dialogue with God, like any child, I mean, people always say, where do you start, you start, because people sometimes come to a prayer meeting, they feel overwhelmed by the praise of other people, and then they start playing like other, praying like other people. Don't please, when you pray, don't sound like somebody else. Have your conversation with God, amen. But I'm amazed at my six grandkids. Okay, five of them are talking now. And, but initially, they just mimic what you say, right? You say, uh, abracadabra, they say, blah, blah. You say, that's fantastic. I know we're dedicating babies, so that's for all the babies and the parents that are here today. Come on, let's give all these young couples a hand clap for bringing their children to, to church. Come on, props. I salute you. That's beautiful. They're in Bloemfontein as well. I know what it takes to trace those kids and bring them to church. We did it as well, okay? It's like people think we skipped uh, that age. We didn't. We had three kids in three years, and we also brought them to church and raised them up in the house of God, okay? So um, what was I saying? Until you interrupted me with your babies. Yes. So those babies, you, 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 you like I worked hard on my children. Because the first word you have to learn as a believer is Abba, which means father. So I obviously taught my kids. Dada. Pa. Three years later, they learned Ma. But initially... <laughs> Mama Mia, I say Mia, Papa, alles begin with Papa, okay, it means everything starts in your walk with God, you have to Abba, you're just Abba, you're just Father, you're just our Father, you're just my Father, you just say what comes to your heart, and like a child, that language grows, now my uh, uh, MJ visited me the other day, he's just over three years old, and I mean he's talking, listen, he's asking questions, he's talking, he's babbling, and that's what we should be like as Christians. We should mature in our prayer life, but we have to exercise prayer. We have to spend time in the presence of God, reading the Word and talking to God. That's what prayer is. Come on, what a privilege we have to be able to have a relationship with the Creator of the heavens and the earth. Come on, thank Him for His goodness and thank Him that you are His child and thank Him that you are saved in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. So those who wait on the Lord, I have 10 minutes left and I have to fly away literally to Johannesburg to preach to them. Those who wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. I think if you live life, not if you, well, even if you're just a survivor and you, you plan to go nowhere, you need strength. Strength that doesn't come from calories and from protein. Strength that is supernatural. Strength that is a spiritual deposit that comes from God. Those who wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. Listen, this dream week is designed for you to be touched and refreshed and to revive. I pray that you make it a priority more than a golf trip that you come to a dream week trip and you come and sit under the Word of God and you empty your diary for that Thursday and Friday mornings and you come sit in the house of God and you get instructed in the ways of God and you allow God to revive and refresh your spirit in the name of Jesus Christ. It's going to do more for you than uh, 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 10 days in Mauritius. 
Although that wouldn't be too bad, right? So it's not either or. But we need to do first things first, which is spending time in the presence of God. So David says to Psalm 27, verse 13 and 14, I would have lost heart. Sometimes life may seem overwhelming. Thoughts of wanting to quit. We spoke about that last week. You anoint my head with fresh oil. Unless I had believed that I would see the goodness of the Lord. Hallelujah. In the land of the living here in South Africa, 2023, 2024, I am going to see the goodness of God. Because David said, even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Lord, you prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with fresh oil. I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever and ever. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. Shout this morning, goodness and mercy. If you don't want to shout in English, shout in your language. Screen Afrikaans. Good day then, gans in Jesus' name. Jy moet met a verwachting lewe. Jy moet verwacht dat God al opwachting gaan maak in jou lewe. Hou op sinies wees in Jesus' naam. And begin to live with an attitude of praise. And I'll tell you, your attitude will be positive if you are a waiter. Not wait for trouble, but wait for God to show up. If you spend time in the presence of the Lord, hallelujah. Nothing like the presence of God. Shout amen in Jesus' name. Says, wait on the Lord, be of good courage, and He shall strengthen your heart. Wait, I say, on the Lord. Get your prayer life back. Because your prayer life, if your prayer life is right, everything else will get sorted. Failing in prayer will fail everywhere. Listen to me very, very clearly. Prayerless people are powerless people. And I know it seems like a little thing. But that little things will accomplish great things. Your prayer may seem insignificant, but in the spirit dimension, it's very significant. Because your father watches in secret and your father will reward you publicly. You pray as a Daniel, God will shut the lion's mouth. You pray as an Esther, God will give you favour with a king. You pray like a shepherd boy, David, God will cause you to slay your Goliath in the name of Jesus. You pray secretly, God will reward you publicly. You pray secretly, God will reward you publicly. You pray and fast secretly, God will reward you openly. Even your enemies will have to bow before you. Even the people that said you cannot do it, God will anoint your head with fresh oil because whom God has appointed, He shall anoint. And what God has predestined will not be stopped in the name of Jesus. But the secret to your power and the secret to your victory is called prayer. You've got to pray, 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 praying always. Keep on praying, praying all manner of prayer in the Spirit. Hallelujah. Those who wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. So the first thing Satan wants to steal from people is power. So what does he steal? He steals prayer. He wants to steal power from the church. So he steals the intercessors. The intercessors stop praying. The people that should weep between the porch and the altar. The people that should say, spare thy people, O God. They stand in the gappers. My word for the day. I'm making many words today. I'm getting more creative. So you need strength for the journey ahead. You need strength for the battles you may face, not may face, will face. You need strength to do great exploits. The people who know their God, Daniel 11, 32 says, shall be strong 
and carry out great exploits. That word uh, uh, know is also a word that means living intertwined with God. It is not coming and going. It's not visiting God. It's walking and abiding with God. So the, you, you, you really have to make up your mind to, to spend the first part of your day with God and after you kissed your wife, good night, you're lost. Not hour. A friend of mine once said to me, I'm tired of getting into bed with another preacher because his wife was getting into bed every night and, uh, you know, reading a, a, a Christian book. I said, no, uh, tell your wife to first um, uh, play and then pray. Can I, can I say that? Amen. So we're not saying you're going to pray now and neglect your husband. So don't get confused here. Because that's a nice cop out from the headache to the prayer ache. As the waarheid man, ek sê dit hoe dit is. Want ons leven nog op die aarde. Jy soef nie, het is nie jimmel in die aarde rond nie. Van jylle maak of jylle soef, het is nie jimmel in die aarde rond. Man, jy leven nog in die lichaam. So that's why bodily exercise profits a little. You have to train, look after your body because if your body goes, your spirit goes. Amen. So we need supernatural strength that comes from God. Remember, we spoke about Elijah last week in the Valley of Discouragement. And what did the angel came? The angel came to strengthen him. How? By baking him a cake bread and by giving him water. The way we strengthen ourselves is exactly that way. We receive the word, the bread, and we receive the water the presence of the Holy Spirit. We cannot thrive, that's a terrible pronunciation. We cannot thrive without those two ingredients in our life. Prayer, the Word, and the Holy Spirit, communion. You can't have the Word and no Holy Spirit move. You cannot have just a Holy Spirit move and no prayer and no Word. So God comes and He strengthens His prophet by giving him bread, which is what we do. An angel, a messenger, bringing the Word of the Lord to you. Now you have to go do the Word, not hear the Word, deceiving your own self, James 1.22. You actually have to now make up your mind to schedule prayer, to diarize prayer, and you have to begin to pray. And just start as Jesus taught us, our Father, begin your communication with God. The rest will be history because the Holy Spirit will help you. He's there to assist you, to aid you, to help you, to have a relationship with God. Amen. So when, when David comes back to Ziklag and the whole city is burnt and his wives are taken and his children and everybody lost all their possessions and everybody fell to the ground. These are men of war, warriors like all of you, not warriors, but warriors, men of battle, women of battle, people that know you are called to do great things for God, when, when they all fell to the ground, totally distraught, depressed, and then they turn on the leader and they speak about stoning him. The Bible says, I love this, 1 Samuel chapter 30, David strengthened himself in the Lord. What did David do? Well, everybody else fell to the ground and gave up. David fell to the ground and he looked up. He prayed up. And right while he was on the ground in a hopeless situation, something happened on the inside. 
God strengthen him as God's going to strengthen you. I don't know how low you are, how bad things are, how severe the storm you are facing, but if you will just put yourself in the presence of God, God is going to send a gentle breeze. God is going to breathe on your heart and God himself is going to raise you off the floor in the name of Jesus. Come on, television audience, go to one of our social media platforms. Thank you for being with us and may God bless you. Keep on praying, praying, praying. God is good in Jesus' name. Five more minutes. Come on, give them a, 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 a bye-bye hand clap. So David inquires of God, the early church weary from being persecuted. I mean, people are being killed, slaughtered, business closure, COVID fatigue. Imagine what those early believers went through. It wasn't a fairy tale, but they were a praying people. Every time hell showed up, they knew where to run. Elijah ran to a cave for refuge. David ran to God for a refuge. The early church knew because they received what God promised. I will give power to the weak. When they felt weak, they ran back into the presence of God and they lifted up their voices to the God of heaven. And every time they cried out to God, God heard from above and there was another Pentecost. There was another shaking. You better get ready for another shaking, for another moving of the Holy Ghost because if you pray, the Holy Ghost is going to come and visit you and lift you up. Shout amen in Jesus' name. When they prayed, the place where they were assembled together was shaken. Hallelujah. We need a shake up in our lives and in our world. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit. And when the Holy Spirit comes, what comes? Power. I said power. Say power. No, that's weak. Say power. Say it again. Say power. Right. They were all filled with the Holy Spirit and they spoke the Word of God with boldness. Don't let the spirit of Jezebel, the spirit of Goliath, which represents a spirit of intimidation, get you to back off. The harder the devil attacks you, the harder you pray. Prayer is your weapon. You don't put your tail between your legs and run away. That's when you position yourself before God and you lift up your voice to God and you watch what God is going to do because God is not about to abandon you. God is not about to forsake you. His eyes are upon the righteous. His ears are open to their prayers. Come on, when you call upon the Lord, He said, I will answer you. Jeremiah 33 verse three. One touch from God and your strength will return. Nehemiah verse 10. For the joy of the Lord is my strength. Hallelujah. In His presence is fullness of joy. Hallelujah. Oh, come on. Some of you have been sucking prunes and lemons too long. It's time to turn the lemons into lemonade in the name of Jesus to get life back in your body. But it's going to happen as you wait upon God. Not as you murmur and complain, as you wait on God. If people begin to complain, you withdraw yourself and you go spend time in the presence of God. When hell shows up, you go spend time in the presence of God. When you don't know what to do, you run into the presence of God. Hey, He's your refuge, He's your fortress, He's your safe place. Yes, near Pongbrookni, Game with the Slumbrook Rock, Game with Fiat, as hell los bars in your liver, and hard lip ye. Ye hard lip nie weg van your problem nie. Ye hard lip na a God van beloftes tu. In the name of Jesus Christ, you gaan vernacht in the Heer's teenwoordigheid. You love Him and you praise Him. Say hallelujah. Even if you didn't understand what I said, say hallelujah. We need to get our spiritual energy back, our force back. It's going to happen in prayer, nowhere else. Nowhere else, church. Isaiah 41 verse 10, the Bible says, Fear not, this is a promise to you this morning. For I am with you. You accept it or you don't. 
Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. Hallelujah. Yes, I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. That's the person of Jesus. Behold, all those who are incensed against you shall be ashamed and disgraced. They shall be as nothing, your enemies. And those who strive with you shall perish. They shall seek them and not find them. Those who contend with you, those who war against you, shall be as nothing. Hey, the battle is not yours, but the Lord's. You position yourself on that battlefield and you pray and you praise and you watch how God fights on your behalf and how God blesses you and how God orchestrates your deliverance and your breakthrough. Shout amen. For I, I love this when God says I, because when God says I, you can't doubt who speaks. He says, for I, the Lord your God will hold your right hand. Right hand speaks of strength. Come on, lift up your hand like this and say, I am strong. Say it, say, I am strong. Or if you want to salute, just not a Hitler salute. If you want to do it this way, say, I am strong. Say it, say, I am strong in the Lord and in the power of His might. Let the weak say, I am strong. I am strong. My brother, my sister, you need strength for this battle. And God says, I will hold your right hand. You don't even have to pick yourself up. All you have to do is pray. All you have to do is, is spend time in God's presence. Those who wait upon the Lord, those who spend time, those who live intertwined with God shall renew their strength. They shall mount up. We'll talk about that tonight with wings as eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They shall walk and shall not faint. Hallelujah. Your best days are ahead. 60-year-old, 50-year-old, 20-year-old, 30-year-old. I don't care what your past, I tell you, your best days are ahead. If you make up your mind to go spend time in the presence of God, if you will pitch your tent in the presence of God and not in a valley of discouragement, not in the land of hopelessness, but you will pitch your tent in the presence of God, you will see the presence of God, will do amazing things in your life. He will renew your strength. He will give you vision. He will give you eyesight. He will renew your energy. He will lift you up. He will empower you in Jesus' name. So God says, saying to you, fear not. I will help you. That's good enough for me. Amen. God says, I will help you. And then for those on a sick bed this morning, I pray for everybody on a sick bed this morning. Pastor Arnold, for you as well. I pray for everybody on a sick bed this morning. Chanel's baby, everybody. Sickness is a bad thing. It's not God's will for our lives, right? We pray for those. And yes, a promise for people on a sick bed this morning. Psalm 41 verse 3, the Lord will strengthen him on his bed of illness and you will sustain him on the sick bed. I pray that for every person facing sickness or disease, that the Lord himself will give you strength for this battle and that God will be glorified and that God will have the final say. Come on, if you receive the word this morning, shout amen and stand up as a waiter. Come on, cast your weights upon the Lord and decide to be a waiter. Wait on the Lord. Those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. Lift up your hands this morning. Come on, lift up those hands that are hand down. He says you will mount up with wings as eagles. Come on, let the currents of the Holy Ghost come this morning and lift you up. In the name of Jesus. Come on, spend a moment in His presence. I know we have a baby dedication, but right now, God will confirm His Word right now. Right now, you cast every care upon Him. Roll every burden upon the Lord. 
and you make up your mind to receive strength, 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 strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They will run and not grow weary. Satan has been lying to you. He said your best days are ahead and behind you. It's a lie. He's trying some of you to quit. He's trying to get some of you to quit. It's a lie. No, you're not in the valley of discouragement. You get back into the presence of God. You get back in the presence of God. I silence the voice of the enemy. The devil will be put to shame. God will bless you in the presence of your enemies. He's going to prepare a table for you. He's going to anoint your head with fresh oil. Get ready for it. But you have to go into the waiting room and stop this religious attitude when it comes to God. You have conversation with everybody but God. He's the most important conversation you can have. We're going to sing a gentle song, then we're dedicating our babies this morning. Come on, I love you. Lift your hands. God only wants to do good things in your life. We don't always know how things will happen, but we trust Him. Trust Him. Sometimes we have to make difficult decisions. Difficult decisions. Life and death decisions. It's reality. We do that in His presence. In His presence. In His presence. We have a hope that does not fade away. We have a hope that's eternal. That's why we understand our conversations are eternity related. We are eternal beings. We're not caught up in this year and now. Work on that relationship with God and wait. Come on, young person. Some of you are carrying the whole world on your shoulders. No, no. Your Father loves you. Come on, our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done. Come on, talk to Him just for a moment. In Jesus' name. Come on, family, as we remain in a place of worship, with every eye closed and every head bowed, and believers praying in this place. As Pastor spoke this morning about the importance of being intertwined, knitted together with God. There are many people standing in this building and if you had to be honest, you can't even say that you have a living relationship with God. But this whole sermon was there to show you and tell you that God wants to have that relationship with you. He wants to walk with you in every part of your life. So there are many of you standing here that do not have a relationship. Maybe you used to serve Him, but for whatever reasons you've drifted away, Life has happened and you've disconnected from Him. But today He's calling you back. Today He wants you to return, to be woven and knitted with Him again. Maybe you're here and you're not even sure if heaven is your home, but you would love to make sure. We're going to give you that opportunity. So quietly, wherever you are, family, you can just slip up your hand and say, Pastor, please pray for me. I want to come back to God. I want to surrender my life. I want to make sure that heaven is my home as hands are being lifted all over. Thank you so much for the hands on the flank, on the balcony. Thank you for the hands here in the bottom blocks. If you lifted it, you can quietly put it down. If you have not lifted it, lift it up now in Jesus' name. Come on, so many hands that's being lifted. Come on, you ask Him. You come back. He loves you. Family, we want to say to every one of you that is standing in the front that God loves you. And I think if you can see the passion of our pastor this morning, because he is walking in that relationship with God, 
And His biggest desire is that you can walk in that same relationship with God. In a moment, we're going to lead you in a prayer. And your whole life is going to change. But we're going to ask you, please allow us to walk with you, to help you and to guide you. Because you don't have to walk this journey by yourself. Maybe for years you have. But now you can becoming part of a family that loves you. Every person in this building and everyone that's attached to CRC knows the impact of walking together means. So that is so important. So if you can please be so kind just to put your hand on your heart and close your eyes. I'm going to lead you in a prayer. And you're going to ask God to come into your heart. Say, Dear Lord Jesus, I come to you today and I ask you to forgive me of all my sins. Lord, I believe that you died on the cross and that you rose again and that you live forevermore. I thank you, Father, that I'm a brand new person. The oldest pass and the newest come. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen, family. We hope you received exactly what God had in store for you from this week's message. If you have been touched by our ministry, you can help us achieve our mandate and win the lost at any cost by visiting our website at crcchurch.com. Thanks again for listening and God bless.